Well, good day, family and friends. Welcome to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf. I'm so grateful that you're here to debut my newest adventure in educating and inspiring healthy living from living rooms to boardrooms today. A shout out to my family and friends and even clients listening today by live stream on Business Radio X or who are listening to us on your favorite podcast channels. A shout out to my family and friends and many clients um, that are supporting me. Thank you so much. It means the world to me. And I hope that you'll be blessed today as I share with you the who, what, and why for a show called Work Well. Well, I believe dreams do come true, and this is one of those for me. So a lot of you um, have heard the saying, it's my favorite saying, it's that you know those things you've always wanted to do, well, it's time to do them. And so that's what I'm doing. I had a dream actually four years ago on my 60 by 60 list before turning 60, if that tells you anything about my age. But I had 60 things on that list that I wanted to complete before I turned 60 years old. And I always say it's a great idea. Everybody always thinks it's the best thing they've ever heard. And I always say, don't start your list in July or in January if your birthday's in July, because I only had six months to actually complete that list. But with my husband's support and some friends around me, I did 57 of them. This is a remaining one, actually, that's been on the list for quite a while. So I'm grateful for Business Radio X and for the audience that's with me today. The other thing I'm doing is I'm facing my fears today. I have been a speaker and a writer. I've traveled quite a bit. I'm excited about that. But there's always been an actual audience with real people, real people in the audience, people talking back or people laughing when I tell a joke or maybe a tear here or there as I tell a story. But so today I'm kind of facing my fears and I started thinking about overcoming my fear by trusting my abilities. And a lot of times we, we look at our abilities and think it's just not enough. It, there's not enough. And that's the truth. I'm reading a book right now called Make Your Bed. And it's actually by uh, an admiral in the Navy SEALs. And I love the saying that the British Special Air Service, their motto is who dares wins. And I love that because sometimes we have to step out of the box. Sometimes we have to step out of the boat. And, uh, and the other thing I thought was, why not? Why not do this? This is just exciting for me. And I hope it's going to be fun for you because it's really not about me. It's about what I can do and who you are who are listening. I'm a certified health coach. Uh, I got certified in 2014 with Dr. William Sears. He is known as America's pediatrician. Most of you have heard or read maybe some of his books, the baby book or the pregnancy book. And he taught me a lot about thriving um, in, in health and wealth through being healthy. And it's amazing how business actually can be supported by the health of our life and the choices that we make. So I learned and grew my thriving practice for children and families and adults and seniors. And then I became master certified. Also with Dr. Sears Wellness Institute, I gained some advanced training and tools and techniques that I have gained over time to get that master level health and wellness coach certificate. And it means the world to me because it helps me to help you. Behavior modification through positive psychology. I'm all about moving forward. Let's do what we need to do now and next to improve self-care and optimize 
our successful outcomes or the dreams and desires that we have for ourselves. And then in 2017, I became a national board certified health and wellness coach among the very first group that actually achieved that highest level of training available to health coaches in America. Awarded the best of Gwinnett for endocrinology, diabetes, and metabolism practices over the last four years in a row and nominated again this year. So you can vote for me. Approved now uh, as an educator for other coaches. So I have an approved continuing education program called the Coach to Coach Connection and the Coach to Coach.com. Those are some of the reasons why maybe you should listen to something that I have to share with you. I don't know whether that's very impressive to you, but to me it's pretty impressive because I barely graduated high school, which you'll probably hear throughout uh, our time together. Each week I'll share a little bit more of my story, but I'm a wife of 48 years to Jack Wolf. Very proud of that. I'm a mother of two sons, Jeremy and Chad. I'm a nana to three amazing grandchildren. I'm an author, conference speaker, and of course, the health coaching, but I'm also a two-time cancer survivor, so there may be some things that I'll share about that as well, especially since we're in Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So my second bout with cancer was in 1999, and I changed a lot of things about my life back then. I really give the thanks to the Lord Jesus for the health and wellness that I have right now, but I also appreciate all the science and all the people around me who've given me the information that I needed to what do what I call living on purpose because I do think that a lot of times we just let every day kind of pass us by we hope everything works out and I've really never been one of those people so I think for me it's all about what can I do I can't do it all but I can do some things and uh, doing what I need to do for myself is pretty important to me so I've been writing and teaching on this subject since the year 2000. That's hard to believe. But I love what I do. And I guess I do it pretty well because I have some plaques on my wall, which I'm real proud of, like I said. So uh, my journey through cancer actually led me to a lot of answers that I can live with. And I feel, you know, really called, I guess is the word, to share my life-giving message with others. I do it one-on-one through my work as the Whole Food Health Coach. I also do it for corporations and now live on the air. So you're gonna be blessed and benefit from some of those things I've been through personally, also those things that I've learned through my education, and of course the experiences that I've had um, with my cl- myself and my other clients as well. So the most important thing to remember is only 30% of all disease is genetic and we can turn on and off those genes with our choices. And so back in 1999 and early 2000, I tried to figure out what I needed to know that I didn't know. Um, I believe that we would all choose better if we knew that we could control a switch like that. And um, nothing is 100%, of course, but being able to lean into those things and educating people and inspiring you is what I hope this show is going to do for you. Work well. Now, the Whole Food Health Coach, Rachel and I, we actually, we, we a lot of people say that what I don't know can't hurt me and that is nothing is further from the truth so what we don't know can and does hurt us but what we do know 
and are not applying is just as dangerous. So there's so much misinformation confusing people and they often give up trying to even understand it. And I can, I understand that. I, I can relate to that in a lot of ways. But I'm a student of whole food, science-based nutrition and uh, health and wellness. And so I believe that food actually contains the necessary fuel that our body needs for living healthy, active, long life. So I provide a wide range of services to help my indivi the individuals um, to achieve their wellness goals. And together, through this podcast, we can help discover and define and even design a path um, that you might want to add to your own uh, wellness journey. So I would consider it an honor, obviously, to work with you one-on-one, -on -one, but I hope that you'll take into account all that you're learning as far as this um, podcast is concerned and so many others to follow. So a lot of people ask me, well, what's a certified health coach do? Because there are a lot of different professions out there in nutrition and wellness, and um, in recent years, a new and intriguing concept has emerged in the prevention and treatment of chronic illness, says CBS News, the health coach. So the certified health coach is a wellness authority and supportive mentor who motivates individuals to cultivate positive health choices. That's kind of the big term uh, or the big sentence about it. But health coaches educate and support clients to achieve their health goals through lifestyle and behavior adjustments. So I'm a I'm national board certified, which is much different because in certification, I learned how to teach uh, about healthy fats and healthy um, protein and where to get the, the sources and also portion control and all of the basics. And then in master's certification, I learned more about psychology and how change happens. And then in national board um, certification, it really goes even much deeper into that and the chronic illnesses that affect us so much. So I can help partner with my clients who are looking to overcome or achieve um, more optimal wellness as they make the changes that they want to make. So health coaches are pretty necessary. And um, why, why are they needed? I'm glad you ask. So 1.6 billion, write these numbers down. I know you're hanging on every year that I graduated and everything, every plaque that's on my wall. But the thing is, 1.6 billion adults were worldwide are obese, and 366 million have diabetes. You're going to hear a little bit more about how to how we, I can address some of those things um, with my clients a little bit later on. But we spend trillions on health care, and out-of-pocket medical expenses are continuing to soar. And yet we're getting sicker, and even our life expectancy is lower. And even where it might be longer, we're not living as strong as we could live. So my motto, live long and strong with passion and purpose, is a big part of what I do and why I do what I do for my own self as well as for my clients. So the existing healthcare system is not sustainable. I feel so bad for them. They're working as hard as they can, but we need to do our part. And so that's kind of where I come in, helping my clients to do what they can do for themselves and allow the healthcare system to do what only it can do. So the future of healthcare, I think, is in self-care. And that's what I want to focus our podcast on, self care. It requires education um, and inspiration per, for prevention. And like I said, the correction of illness and disease, which is super important to me. 
So health coaches educate and support, and that's what I do all the time, all day long, pretty much, with one uh, person at a time and now with an audience. I hope that audience grows so that we can all experience more of an optimal uh, wellness overall. Certified health coaches are actually at the front, um, the forefront of today's healthy revolution. I have a, a shirt that says I'm a part of healthy, uh, the, today's healthy revolution. So we offer services. We fill the gaps that doctors, nutritionists, and dietitians either don't have the time usually or the resources to do. We partner with our clients and move them um, through behavior modification. And I do appreciate science and doctors and nutritionists and dietitians because they do things that I don't do. So it's easy when we um, really talk about being a team. And I hope you have a great healthcare team so that you've got a great doctor, uh, personal um, care for your own self as well as those in the healthcare environment around you. So wise people are looking for science-based, trusted information, and positive encouragement, also continued motivation. That's kind of what I do and a partnership to the goal. So not only do I spend time one-on-one -on -one partnering with my clients, but I also write curriculum. And part of my curriculum is designed to, uh, for the coach, other coaches actually, to use my curriculum with their own clients. And I also do it myself with my clients. And Rachel Souza is now an assistant uh, coach under the Whole Food Health Coach. And we say you don't know what you don't know until you know it. So I, I hear all the time people say, I know what to do, I just need to do it. And a lot of times I say, really? Well, if you, what if you don't? You know, what if you don't know? Because you don't know what you don't know. We don't know what we don't know until we know it. I know that's a mouthful, but you get it. And it's my goal to make sure that you know what you need to know. So you can do whatever it is that you want to do to help you get to your goal. So my curriculum actually is called Clean Concepts or Clean Living Concepts. And the clean is the acronym, character, lifestyle, exercise, attitude, and nutrition. So when it comes to character, I love uh, Henry David Thoreau said, the price of anything is the amount of life you exchange for it. And there's a whole lot in the area of lifestyle. Um, lifestyle is how we live out those core values. And character and core values is the C. And then lifestyle is where we spend our time and where we spend our money. I know a lot of people say, oh, I can't, uh, when we talk about nutrition, I can't afford organic. Um, and th there's a lot of things that you can afford when it comes to organic. And you just have to understand where you need to find the most um, nutrients in the organic foods and where you can get by with other things. But the time is where I think a lot of people struggle in lifestyle. And maybe that's you. Maybe you're one of those CEOs that I'm talking to today that has a hard time finding time for your own self because you're a business owner and or a busy CEO or a leader or pastor um, and just are giving of yourself all the time and forget sometimes that there's more to life. If you have a full tank, you certainly can help other people much better. So being a good example, also, if you're a business owner or a CEO, it's good for you to be a good example to your employees and your staff. The E is exercise. And I know when I say that word, a lot of people go, ooh, okay, give me a diet to follow and I'll follow it, but don't make me get on a treadmill. 
And um, I, you know, I used to say years ago, if you find me on on a running trail dead, just know that I was killed elsewhere and dumped there because I'm not a runner, but I do believe in working out. I believe that there's something for everybody. And even this morning, I had a lot of anxiety about this new show and what am I doing and how am I going to, how's this going to work? And is anybody going to be out there? Are you out there? I hope you're out there. So, um, but I decided, you know what? I got to get myself up the way that I always do, get on the treadmill, do my little routine and make sure that I get that anxiety out. And exercise is a celebration of what your body can do, not a punishment for what you ate. A lot of people look at it's like, well, I just want to eat anything I want. So I have to work out. And remember that um, also 70% of the um, equation is nutrition. So exercise is super important. And I'll be talking about the endocrine system because that's part of where I've gotten my awards. And understanding how exercise affects that system is really important. So I want to make sure that everybody gets an opportunity to have some functional fitness. I call it functional fitness. So there's lots of things you can do. Do squats while you're putting the dishes away. You know, do squats when you fold your laundry. Um, men can do that too. My husband unloads the dishwasher. Thank you, Jake. And um, so doing squats and, and um, you know, doing bench presses even against my vanity in the morning or whatever it takes. Just find a way to work it in throughout the day. The next is attitude. Obviously, attitude is a little thing that makes a big difference. And the, the definition of attitude, you'll find that I love quotes. I love scripture. I love um, definitions. Those are kind of my really important pieces that keep me centered. And um, a definition of attitude is a state of mind, behavior, or conduct regarding some matter as indicating opinion or purpose. And I'm all about purpose, as I mentioned. So an attitude is a little thing that can make a big difference. And I love this little story. Today I have a little bit of a baseball theme um, that you'll hear about. But um, there was a little boy that was overheard talking to himself out in the yard. He struggled in the backyard with baseball, cap in place, toting ball, and bat. He's heard to say, I'm the greatest hitter in the world. Then he tossed the ball into the air, swung at it, and missed. Strike one. Undaunted, he picked the ball up, threw it in the air, and said to himself, I'm the greatest baseball hitter ever. And he swung the, ball, swung the bat again at the ball and missed. Strike two. He paused a moment, examined the bat and ball carefully. Then the third time, he threw the ball into the air. I'm the greatest hitter who've ever lived, he said. He swung the bat hard again, missing a third time. He cried out, wow, strike three. What a pitcher. I'm the greatest pitcher in the world. <laughs> I love that because he was completely undaunted. And I think that's more of an attitude that I want to have in my life. I've had a lot of ups and downs, and I'm sure you have as well. And um, landing on our feet is really key and having people around you. So last in that category is nutrition. So character, lifestyle, exercise, attitude, and nutrition. Eat like your life depends on it because it does. You know, skip the diet, just eat real food. I have lots of recipes that I give my clients because I cook that way at home. I'm not telling somebody to do something that I do not do. So what we're going to be talking about is physical health, emotional health, mental health, spiritual health, and our social and relational health. 
So when it comes to our physical health, we're going to talk about activity, how to have fun, you know, fitness, like I said, and of course, what we fuel ourselves, sleep, um, and self-care is going to be in every category. How do I take care of myself physically? And I say, even when it comes to fitness, there are some easy things you can do. So right now, everybody sit up straight, engage your core. Good job, Mike. Engage your core. You can feel when your core is engaged, your stomach muscles, okay? And then when you stand, stand tall using every muscle and walk like you own the place. I call it sit, walk, stand. Um, it makes a difference. It shows your body that you are in charge and it just engages every muscle. And when you just now just sat up straight in your chair, you send blood flow to your brain cells. And you also send blood all the way down to your toes. Your body responds. And there's so many things I'm going to teach you about that. Emotional health. Your feelings. Usually we, we divide our feelings into maybe three categories. Happy, sad, and mad. But there's all kinds of variety of feelings and all kinds of ways to address those feelings. And some of those some of that addressing or expressing is good and some of it not so much so maybe there'll be some tips there for you and then of course we're going to talk about stress management i do a lot in the area of stress understanding what your body's response is to stress how dangerous it can be and how to address it and that's a part of that self-care because anxiety is high these days so i deal a lot with emotional and mental health i'm a mental health first aider so I kind of bridge the gap between um, my ability, of course, to refer out to the mental health specialists who I love and appreciate, and also those that are just dealing with some hardships and they're trying to figure out how to cope, how to make better decisions for themselves. That's kind of where I come in. Remember now and next. So I'm all about that forward movement, forward momentum is my, is my thing. So mental, that's a part of intellectual um, side of things. When I think of mental health, I do think about career and work-life balance and goals and dreams and goal setting. We're going to talk a lot about those kinds of things as well, how to keep your mind engaged and to grow those um, neurons that we need. They're super important to us. We take it for granted, all of these things. We just hope that we're going to wake up in the morning and everything's working and um, brain cells being one of those. And then, of course, spiritual. I can't really talk about being a whole person, wholly um, healthy, in, without my spiritual foundation. And that's faith and the principles that I hold dear, my core values. And again, that's a part of my self-care. My time this morning um, included my spiritual um, component, my spiritual discipline. And then social. Obviously, it's kind of the area where we all know it exists, but I think sometimes we say that it's more valuable than what our, our money and our time kind of um, point to. So we're going to talk about how important family is to us and to our success in every area. And as a business person, I know that, and I know you know that. So they, it's kind of a team effort. Whenever anybody's successful in business, it's because they're surrounded by people who care. So family and friends and, of course, the others in our life are the people we work with or the people who work for us or the people we work for. And, again, self, really understanding why all of those things matter. I hope you're feeling encouraged right now and inspired because those are some things that we're going to be discussing. I'm laying a foundation, if you can't tell, 
for where we're going because I want you to know, and obviously this is a mousse-bouche or a little appetizer for you so that you can um, begin to, to salivate over um, what we're going to be discussing and uh, in a good way salivating for vegetables and fruits and drinking your water. But um, I think you'll um, be somewhere in this category. Whenever um, I try to evaluate the need, like why I'm doing what I'm doing or why I want you um, to listen or why I would love to work with you one-on-one or be a part of your corporate wellness programs or any of those things, it's because I can evaluate the need. It's very tangible. I can see it. It's measurable. And to me, evaluating that need is super important. So I'm going to ask you a question. What superpower would you like to have? Superhuman physical strength, maybe? Like Superman lifting a bus? Or maybe being invisible, like the fly on the wall that we talk about? Or maybe the hammer powers of Thor? Well, over the past eight years as the Whole Food Health Coach, I've come to believe that health and wellness coaching is my superpower. So I know I'm not Superwoman. Um, I have a mug that says I'm Wonder Woman, but um, but no, that's not the case. Um, but I can tell you that most days I feel like it. I feel like it because the eight risk factors and um, and behaviors like poor diet and physical inactivity and smoking and lack of health screening and poor standard of care or poor stress management and stress being totally out of control or insufficient sleep or alcohol uh, abuse or any of those things, they drive the top 15 chronic conditions accountable for 80% of total healthcare costs. So for chronic illness worldwide, this to me is meaningful. So when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about diabetes and coronary artery disease and hypertension and back pain, obesity, cancer, asthma, depression, um, obviously heart disease of all kinds. So congestive heart failure, kidney disease, high cholesterol, all of those and more. So what I do and what health coaches do and what this podcast will do is to help provide support for you to improve your nutrition or increase that physical activity. Everybody sitting up straight still? Good job. And, um, and lower the stress or better coping skills, improving quality of sleep, addressing certain addictions, and then, of course, referrals to professionals when it's out of my scope of practice, and then improving emotional and mental health. We provide supportive partnership, basically trusted partnership. I call it a helper's high. I hope you can hear it in my voice right now because I'm super pumped and hope you are too. But hundreds of my clients and almost, all, I would say probably almost, all of them will love me forever. They know what I do and why I do it. And there's so much work to be done, as you can see. And we're just the power team that can do it. So let's do this together. No, um, you know, supernatural powers needed. It's just really a part of the actual partnership and you doing your part. I can do my part. All right. So why business radio? I love business radio X, by the way. Absolutely a very strong um, investment in our communities around the world, around the country. And so why Business Radio X? I could start a podcast in my own home. I could do, everybody's doing those kind of things. I do it because Mike is my producer. 
So I've never had a producer. It's pretty cool. And, um, and so all I have to do is show up and share the information and the techniques and the training that I have. And then and the podcast world does everything else. So that's great for you too. So one of the reasons is because there are well over 200 scientific studies that indicate that positive return on investment in workplace wellness programs like this one and others that we will provide. A recent study actually researchers at Brigham Young University found that for every dollar spent on employee wellness programs, employers received three to four dollars in healthcare savings. That's tangible, my friends. And Cornell University Institute for Health and Productivity studies also Dr. Ron Goatsnell, I'm not sure I'm selling, saying his right his name right, sorry, director there. But he said investing about 150 per employee per year yields 450 annual ROI per employee. That adds up per employee, all right? And that was from 2019. I would say probably higher even now. So the Wellness Council of America also recommends that at least 100 to $150 per employee per year should be spent on promoting wellness. Add another 300 per employee annually if incentives and health coaching are desired. That's pretty accessible to most of us because there are plenty of health coaches out there called the Whole Food Health Coach. And then smart business. I love this quote. Organizations that value and promote a healthy lifestyle may have an edge when it comes to attracting and retaining key people. In addition, their employees may be more alert and more productive. So the benefits of healthy employees is out there. The studies are out there. Improved productivity and creativity, better concentration or focus, alertness, fewer injuries, and you know, less human error, as well as enhanced employee morale. You know, when people are feeling healthy and feeling good, then they're happier. So, and the harmonious work office environment, it increases that and it increases higher energy level. I mean, just listening to me, I know that your energy level is being increased as I speak. So rejoice when you think about the fact that you can reduce stress, you've got some control over those things, reduce absenteeism and lost time. Even the family gets healthy, the kids get healthy, the, the, the family it benefits from it. So less employee turnover, lower healthcare costs and definitely benefits the employee and that should affect your bottom line and you should care about that. So I know you do or you wouldn't be listening to Business Radio X. Well done. So benefits the bottom line and if you need answers closer to home, June 19th, 2022, there was a um, an article or a, a write-up in the um, Gwinnett Daily Post, which I love, by the way, another plug for something I love. I'll be doing that all the time because that's just what I do. But Atlanta um, area says mental health concerns and burnout would lead one in three Georgians to quit their jobs, according to this new report. Gwinnett, or I'm sorry, not Gwinnett, all of Georgia. Um, Georgia employees ranked compensation as the top reason they would leave their company with mental health a close second. So 35% of the workers surveyed said lack of mental health support and burnout would cause them to quit. 35%, that's uh, right here in Georgia, mental health supports, support actually plays a major role in why employees are leaving and what will help them to stay, the report says. Mental health support is 
particularly important to workers under age 35 and significantly important to women. There appears to be a disconnect sometimes between the employees and the executives on the role mental health plays in the workplace, this article says. And it says mental health supports uh, mental health support did not show up in executives' top four choices on how best to demonstrate generosity towards their employees. So I hope that changes because what they're saying is the executive didn't list it in their top four and the employees listed it as one of the top two. So somebody's needing to listen there. And then underlying health and wellness issues um, definitely affect turnover and where whether you as an employee or an employer um, want to engage in this issue or not, really you're not going to have a choice because there's just the need is just too great. So if you are listening and thinking you want to make some changes in your own life, I like to um, make sure that we have a challenge. Um, so optimal health is our goal, and we are not going to do it with just this broadcast. We're going to be making changes as we move along. But if you think that, um, that it's all about listening, then you're probably wrong because there's going to be some activity that you'll have to engage in as well. So optimal health depends on optimal fuel. Let's talk food for just a little bit. If you think about diet um, in any way as being a restriction that you put in place, um, you know, and you're eating through calorie counting for daily scale surveillance, then you're wrong. I'm talking about choices that you can make in the food that you use to fuel the very complex and miraculously constructed body and all of its unique systems that you count on. So our body is complex. It's an engine and it's capable of so much more than we might think or imagine, but we take it for granted and we suffer those re, uh, the optimal results that I was talking about. But if we're, you're listening today, I think it's because you're wanting to make some changes and, um, and I'm going to challenge you to make some changes. So if your body could speak to you, it might say something like, like whose side are you on when you're eating something? So if you need to just, you know, slap, you know, my client said, um, I don't need uh, a diet to follow as much as I need you to follow me around and slap unhealthy food out of my hand. And uh, yeah, I say, well, if you're going to Bora Bora, I could go with you as your health coach. Um, but you just have to listen to your body because your body is telling you something all the time. It's trying to help you to be healthy. Um, and when we understand what fuel it takes for that optimal performance, then I think we can see the connection of daily intake and our body's capacity to help us live that long and strong life that I talk about. My husband and I have a motto, live long and strong with passion and purpose. Uh, I started that years ago when I started my business, live long and strong with passion and purpose, die of old age, help others to do the same is my, is my motto. So we want to live long and strong, but we want to live strong, not just long on those years ahead. We don't want to necessarily be pushing a walker and pulling an oxygen tank behind us. We want to live having the energy to fulfill that passion and purpose that I'm talking about. And food is not the enemy. Food is just fuel. It's not a counselor. It's not a comforter. Um, it's not an answer for your anger or your sadness or your boredom either. Food is a tool. And if you use it wide, wisely, actually, you can build a strong body. But if you use it foolishly, then we can hurt the entire system that we're counting on for life and strength. Like I've given you all the statistics on it. So um, we're going to do this together. Our physical health is a direct reflection 
of what we put in our body and how we live our life in general. Remember, clean concepts. And then our body is depending on us. Packaged food or prepackaged um, processed foods. I say, I tell my clients, stop eating crap. Carbonated, refined, artificial, and processed foods. So it might be convenient, but that's probably the only benefit is that it's convenient. So cooking from scratch with fresh food and vegetables um, is really easier than you might think. And we must do it if we want to improve our health. So Rachel and I at the Whole Food Health Coach, we help our clients to learn to cook simple whole food, not pieces and parts or fake food or, or chemistry lab food. Um, learning how to monitor our nutritional ratios for proper distribution of protein and fat and fiber. And yes, carbs. No one ever got fat eating fruit. So doing what we do actually helps to correct all issues, all numbers, really, and it can improve them. I'm not saying cure them um, 100%, but everything that you will be doing for yourself can actually help correct a lot of things and move in a more positive way with your weight or your blood pressure or cholesterol or insulin issues or any other health concerns that you might have. Whole, real food is healthy food for our bodies. And our bodies actually crave it as fuel. It tries to use some of the other crap we give it, but it needs fuel. And our body wants to protect us from illnesses and disease. And remember, 75% of disease is preventable. So join your body on that mission. Character, lifestyle, exercise, attitude, nutrition. That's the key to overall health. And it works for everyone because it's really simple, not easy but simple. So choose a plan um, that changes your life. This is a lifestyle by changing education and maybe learning something that you don't know because what you don't know can hurt you. And much of the information out there these days is not body friendly. So take a hard look at where you are, where you've been, and where you want to go. And hopefully I'll be here to help you along the way. All right, here's a funny story for you. A middle-aged woman has a heart attack and is taken to the hospital. While on the operating table, she has a near-death experience. During that experience, she sees God and asks if this is it. God says no and explains that she has another 30 to 40 years to live. Upon her recovery, she decides to just stay in the hospital and have a facelift, liposuction, breast augmentation, tummy tuck, you name it. She even has someone come in and change her hair color. She figures since she's got another 30 to 40 years to live, she might as well make the most of it. She walks out of the hospital after the last operation and is killed by an ambulance speeding up to the building. She arrives in front of God and asks, I thought you said I had another 30 to 40 years. God replies, I didn't recognize you. So I hope that by the end of our podcast time together and the changes that you're making, that you'll stay in touch with me so that you can say, Stephanie, people don't even recognize me. I'm so happy now. I'm so healthy. I'm health conscious. I'm eating well. I'm working out. Nobody ever thought that would happen. So why am I doing this? Because you need me. I think you need me anyway, and just humor me if that's the case. I live by uh, saying um, several sayings, actually. You'll hear lots of them, but for my clients, this one is darn cats. Most of us have the desire to do things that we need to do. We have a reason to do them, and we have a need to do them. 
but we don't always have the ability to do them or we don't think we have the ability and that's the D-A-R-N. And then CATS is commitment, action, and taking steps. And if you're listening, you're taking a step, all right? So um, you can learn how, I always, I have this saying on my wall, and um, it's one that, it's, it's my saying, if you learn how to build self-care into your daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly life, you will not live a life from which you feel the need to escape. So let's take care of ourselves. I'm super excited to be with you today. And our time together is coming to a close. So I want to um, just remind you that Zig Ziglar said, if you're not willing to learn, no one can help you. If you are determined to learn, no one can stop you. So you be that unstoppable person. You didn't come this far to only come this far. And what I love is being good at what I do. And Abe Lincoln said, whatever you are, be a good one. So I want to end with a story that you're probably pretty familiar with. High fly ball, deep left. There it goes, soaring into history. He's done it. He has done it. 62. Aaron Judge hit his 62nd home run, breaking the record set by Roger Maris for the most home runs in a single season in the American League. But what you might not know is that he was born on April 26, 1992. One day after his birth, he was adopted by Patty and Wayne Judge, who went on to love him and raise him as their own. This 30-year-old, 6'7", 282-pound man's birth parents chose life for their son. And now a man of strong character, Aaron Judge, shines a light in the darkness. He turned down a contract at the beginning of the season, knowing he would become a free agent. He was betting that he would break that record, and he did. He was betting on himself. When was the last time you bet on yourself? Be sure to join me for my live broadcasts every Thursday on Business Radio X. If you miss the live show, no worries. This program is available to enjoy anytime on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to our show so you don't miss any of our episodes. I'm Stephanie Wolf, wishing you well, personally and professionally. See you next week on Work Well with Stephanie Wolfe.